Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Scotland Rugby League podcast, brought to you by McEwen's. I'm your host, James Parsons, and today I'm delighted to be joined by the first captain of the Scotland Rugby League wheelchair team, Graham Stewart. Graham was also the first winner of the Scotland Wheelchair Player of the Year, an award that is now named after him, and has made over 30 appearances for the team. We'll be chatting about his personal story and a bit more about his time with Scotland Rugby League. Thank you for coming on today. How are you? How are you keeping at the minute? Yes, yeah, not bad at all. It is strange times, you know, working from home and uh, not being able to go out as much as you would like. But yeah, getting on fine. Are you managing to stay active and fit? Yeah, we're well, doing doing some stuff, but um, obviously in the in the confines of your house and uh, out walking, but that's that's as much as um, I'm managing to get done. We're getting a lot of stuff through from the coaching team, you know, a lot of kind of ball skills drills and things like that. So that that's good. We get a, a video every week um, to make sure that we're, we're doing some <laughs> uh, ball skills and wheelchair skills and things like that. So yeah, they're keeping us they're keeping us on our toes. So you grew up in West Dunbartonshire. Um, what memories do you have growing up there, and how did you first get interested in sport? Uh, well, I, I I grew up in a place called uh, Alexandria, which is the the southern end of Loch Lomond. So I was always, as a young boy, my my grandfather used to take me up on his fishing boat. And uh, I would see the, the the people at their own club going out rowing. So when I was old enough, um, I joined their own club. Uh, so that was when I was about nine. And uh, I le- learned how to cox, which is uh, the small person at the back that does the steering. So done that and just continued rowing. Rowing was, was basically what I'd done. Uh, played a bit of rugby union at school, um, but rowing was rowing was my passion. That was the 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 thing that I wanted to do. Um, managed to get selected for Scotland um, when I was junior under sixteen, and uh, in the midst of training for that, I unfortunately had my accident. So uh, got selected for Scotland and then had my accident, but. Um, Further down the line, I get selected for Scotland again, rowing-wise, so I've been selected quite a few times. Um, so it wasn't that big a deal. But always always been interested in sport, always been enjoyed being outdoors rather than indoors, um, doing whatever I fancied doing, um, whether it be tennis, running, hill-walking, any of these kind of things. I just I just enjoy sport. Yeah, so I mean, you touched upon it there, but how how long have you been in a wheelchair for? I, I had my accident on the twenty eighth of June, nineteen eighty three, uh, five past nine at night. Not that I, I'm counting, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I, I, another thing as a child, um, well, sixteen year old child, uh, I was in uh, up in a local. Country Park, there was a rope swing that swung out over a gully. Um, I went on it, 
couple of times um, and then went on it another time and ripped the, the, the rope out of my hands um, when I was on the kind of upswing heading out over the gully. So plummeted about, I don't know, about 80 feet to 100 feet and uh, landed on my back um, in a, uh, like rocks at the bottom of the gully and the burn um, and damaged myself. I broke my back in three places um, and that was me paralysed from the waist down when I was 16. It's really hard to imagine that and, and it sounds like an obvious question but how did that experience affect you and those around you? Quite a traumatic, traumatic experience when you're that young. But uh, to be perfectly honest, I think it's the uh, the people round about you, your family, your friends um, that that I wouldn't say bear the brunt, but they've they've got to deal with a a, a completely different human being after that happens. I mean, you're you're, you're the same, you've got the same wants, same needs, desires, all these kind of things, but it's just a, a focused in a different way. Yeah, I suppose, um, I mean, clearly one of the ways you've focused is through sport, and so what what role did sport have in helping you through that traumatic time? Uh, certainly, and I'm, I'll go back to their own club, um, when I had my accident was in June, and uh, I, I, I think I came out of I was allowed out of hospital for weekends every so often towards the end of my my rehabilitation and I think the first when I actually got out of hospital for completely um, the first place that I went to was their own club because my friends wanted me to go down and uh, thankfully um they wanted me to, to still be a part of the club and still do the things that I, I I had done before I had my accident. So I just went back to their own club and my 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 friends, my club mates just treated me as they treated me before. Um, I get the same amount of <laughs> abuse as everybody else. <laughs> so, um, that was that was the main thing. The my family and the people down their own club were the the main things that got me through what was obviously a very traumatic period of my life. Um, and I, yeah, definitely. That's if I hadn't had um, these things to 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 do, um, uh, my life wouldn't have been a, a a very nice place. I don't imagine for a while, but uh, thankfully it is. <laughs> And you're still involved in rowing now, aren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I was the captain of my rowing club last year. Um, I've been the president. Well, I don't know how many, many times. Um, I rowed. I, I managed to when I go when I went back to rowing. I was coxing again. Um, so I done that. But then um, there was a they call it adaptive rowing came on the scene around about 2007 and uh, um, I managed to get a silver medal at the British Championships in 2008. Um, the, the guy that beat me went on to win the World Championship and the Olympics, uh, sorry, the Paralympics 
Um, I think he won three Paralympic gold medals and I don't know how many world championship medals. So I'm quite pleased that I managed to get a silver just behind him. So <laughs> quite, mm. quite, quite pleased with that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, rowing was a big part, big part of my life. Still is. Yeah. And, and outside of sport, um, I mean, you've also... Uh, achieved quite a lot, sort of out in outdoors. Um, and I heard you've you've you climbed uh, Ben Nevis, um, which is an amazing accomplishment. Um, and how how did that come about, and how was the experience for you? Uh, that that was a very strange one. Um, I, I, there's a, a charity called the Jubilee Sailing Trust, which is a a, a trust that has. It did have two boats, it's now only got one boat, and it's a, a big um, sailing ship that's that people in wheelchairs can can access and also sail. You know, you can you can go up the rigging and uh, the Lord Nelson and the Tenacious in a wheelchair, though you know, not that I would ever want to do that because I'm scared of heights, but uh, I seen an advertisement that they were looking for people to climb Ben Nevis. Um, and I thought, ah, sounds quite good. I've not been up a hill for a, a number of years. I'll give that a go. Um, not, not quite realising what it entailed. And uh, basically what it did entail was getting off your wheelchair at the, the bottom and crawling up Ben Nevis. And it took us four days. Um, but I managed it. I got there. So I was quite happy with that. Um, made sure that it was a Scotsman that was the first one to the top because there was a couple of English guys in the team. Um, <laughs> but maybe it was a Scotsman that got to the top first. And uh, it was possibly one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. It was uh, heavy going. Um, I think it was minus 12 on the top. And if you've ever been to Ben Nevis and been up there, there's a, a, a refuge at the top that's um, like a small hut. It's like a, it's like a shoebox, really. Uh, 18 of us spent the night in there after we'd finished it because there was people coming in at different times. On the fourth day, we were climbing, crawling, uh, from about, I think it was 7 o'clock in the morning, and I managed to finish at half past 10 that night. And oh. then people were coming in at, at, at other times of the night. So there was something, I mean, there was guys that were taking like 14 hours in that last day and things like that so it was it was it was very tough but I must have enjoyed it because I then went on and crawled up Ben Nevis eh, Ben Lomond <laughs> just to do that because it's the yeah. nearest mountain to me <laughs> so, so he caught, yeah. the, caught the bug <laughs> yeah yeah, I've I've always liked I've always liked being in high play, places. I've always liked hill walking and things like that. So it was a, a kind of something that I, I I like doing. And but you don't get the opportunity in a wheelchair. So yeah, hmm. took the chance when I. Are there any other sort of mountains that you've got your eyes on? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm in climbing days are over. Um, <laughs> Unless you carry me up them. <laughs> no. No, I think. I mean, the, the, the physical 
it's the most physically demanding thing I've ever done in my life, without a doubt. And I've done some uh, long-distance kayaking races and things like that. They just don't compare. So, so no, no more. Right? <laughs> and how how did you get into wheelchair rugby league? Um, twenty twelve. Um, somebody mentioned it to me and said the that it was they were going to have a a kind of come and try session, and I thought that sounds great. I didn't know anything about it. Um, was kind of looking about for something else to to do. Um, Rowan was going fine. I was coaching. Quite happy with doing that, um, but felt I needed something slightly competitive. Um, so I thought yeah, I'll try that. So we went to the 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 day that we had in Glasgow, and uh, got the bug. Soon as I soon as I started playing, I just thought this is great. This is me. Uh, went to the they had a four nations tournament. Uh, that year in 2012 in Harrogate um, just generally getting everybody involved um, and after we'd been to Harrogate myself uh, well primarily Adam Mould uh, myself and Sarah Beatty set up uh, Glasgow Panther and uh, went on from there and then the next year we went to the World Cup uh, as Scotland uh, down in Gillingham and just got the bug, just love it it's, it's just a fantastic sport yeah and I guess there'll be a few people listening that um, that wouldn't know how wheelchair rugby league works so I mean just a, sort of a, a layman explanation about what the similarities are to the 13-a-side game and what differences are there. Yeah, the only, the only difference is really it's exact same as the 13-a-side game. Uh, the difference is that there's only five five players on a wheelchair team. It's with, inside. Uh, we do it in holes, obviously, because uh, you couldn't be zipping about in a wheelchair on a, a, a grass rugby field. Um, so, and that's it. The rules are exactly the same. Um, there's the odd, what we use as tags. Uh, so we have two tags on our shoulders for tackles rather than uh, physical tackles, although they're very physical because wheelchairs are impacting with each other when you're tackling. Um, so it's exactly the same. Kicks are taken, um, but punching it rather than kicking it. Um, and... And in essence, it's the exact same game. Um, no difference. No difference. Uh, some of the when it started up, there was a lot of the the rugby league guys that came from Easter House Panthers um, to to try, and uh, they they enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, but I think I, I'm gonna <laughs> a controversial here. Um, I think the, the wheelchair game's slightly more difficult because you've got to be controlling your wheelchair 
as well as controlling the ball. Um, so you're doing all that with basically two limbs rather than four limbs uh, because you're just using your arms. So um, I think it's definitely a, a, a skill that you need. Um, you couldn't put somebody in that just knows how to play rugby league and they'd be able to play wheelchair rugby league because they wouldn't be able to have the skills to push the wheelchair. Or, but yeah, but in essence, exactly the same. Yeah, because I, I, I can imagine you know, having to go at full pelt controlling a wheelchair and then you know, having to put your hands out and catch as well must be quite challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can be, it can be, but once you get once you get used to it, then yeah, it's it's great. It's just, I mean, I, I know I keep saying it, but it's just a fantastic game. Um, mm. Wheelchair running rugby league, it's it's just it's it's great. It's and brilliant to be part of. It's it's actually an honour to be part of of mm. the rugby league. Floor. And it's definitely a growing sport. Um, and with, I mean, all if all being well, next year with the the World Cup being at the same time as the men's and women's competitions, yeah. um, which offers, yeah. I think, you know, hopefully, opportunity for it to grow more. Um, but how how important yeah. do you think is it that that the tournament's timed when it is, and going forward, how do you think the sport can improve and grow? I, as regards wheelchair rugby league, we we just need to to. To make sure that people know that the the sport is here, and make sure that we give opportunities to people to to be able to play the sport, because I can guarantee that if you play it, you fall in love with it. Um, but it's also a kind of marmite sport. I know people that have played it that have said, "No, that's not for me." Um, we need to we need to to expand our horizons and get all the people that play basketball and all the other other wheelchair sports and, and give them a give them a chance to, to, to participate in wheelchair rugby league and, and and that's it. You know, give people the opportunity and if you give them the opportunity the the numbers are gonna increase. I mean when we started there was what five of us we were struggling to get a team and uh, then it just increased and increased and increased, and we just need to keep on increasing every year that goes by, and and make make it known that wheelchair rugby league isn't just for people that are are um, wheelchair users. You can be able bodied in the sport and play the sport. You can be an amputee and play the sport. You know, you can be anybody, man, woman. You can play wheelchair rugby league and that's what we need to get out there's, there's probably people out there that possibly are you know they've played rugby they've maybe got a, an injury a knee injury or something like that can't play anymore oh, come and play the wheelchair game it's mm. just as good so you know come and play it the more the merrier that's that's really my, my message the, the more people that we can get involved in it, the better it will be for everybody. More competition, more games, skill levels will increase because you're playing more and Scotland will just become better and better as we go on. 
Yeah, and again, hopefully the the World Cup can, with it being at the same time as the other competitions, help yeah. raise the profile of it. Yeah, definitely, and 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 people that that play rugby league and possibly don't know that there is a a wheelchair variant. This this is a a great short window to be to be in um, next year, and it's going to be the biggest World Cup without a doubt that that any of us have been involved in. Um, so we just need to make the best of that and 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 really get everybody involved in it and get the people in Scotland to know that that it's taking place and that we've got teams that are involved. And yeah. Make, make it something special yeah well fingers crossed it all goes ahead as as planned but yeah well, no. well it will yes <laughs> yeah hopefully we're out of the period by then <laughs> so yeah we've, we've spoken a little bit about your time with uh, Scotland Rugby League wheelchair team um yeah. what have been some of the highlights of your career with the team as, as well as some of the challenges that you faced um, I'll I'll go with the challenges first because the the the, the challenge for any wheelchair team is 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 funding. You know, a, a wheelchair for playing rugby costs anything from a thousand pounds up to to five thousand pounds for a decent one. Um, so that that's always going to be a problem. You know, like if you're playing running rugby, you, you need a ball. You know, and you can go and play on any bit of grass, but unfortunately, we need wheelchairs that are designed to to deal with um, the amount of punishment they get. So, funding's probably the 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 only problem. Um, otherwise, everything, everybody mucks in in the wheelchair team through the the coaches, the manager, the players. The support staff, everybody mucks in. If there's something that you're good at, and and you can help out, you go and do it. And that's just the way the ethos of of the squad. We just do anything to help each other, um, and that's one of the highlights of being a part of the squad. Is the 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 team camaraderie and spirit, and you know, we don't tend to let anything get us down. You know, there's always somebody there that you can go and talk to if you get any problems. So uh, yeah, that's that's a highlight. But for individual highlights, definitely the two World Cups have been have been my highlights. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, I would say getting my cap um, at the the World Cup in France was without doubt one of my greatest sporting days yeah that was uh, that was great yeah getting my cap yeah unforgettable experience how how, how was yeah. the World Cup when you were there uh, the World Cup in France was um, was good <laughs> yeah it was it was an experience um, yeah uh, the great games um Great venues, great crowds. There was there was really well, you know, sold out venues sometimes, which is fantastic to see. Uh, the the semi finals 
they were in Toulouse, and the amount of crowds that were there were just mind-boggling. You know, you wouldn't have, who'd have ever thought that you would get crowds of 2,000 to watch a, a wheelchair rugby league match, but yeah, the and the atmosphere was brilliant. The French love, love rugby league, so they'll, they'll go and watch it. Yeah. So the, France was great, England was great because it was my first one. Um, but I, I actually think my highlight of my rugby league career is is just being part of the Scotland squad. Um, you know, the many different and varied people that have come in and out of it, I've, everyone's been been special. You know, the, the, it's it's just a great place to be. Yeah, and it's getting it's getting better. And actually, in in 2013, um, you named the the Scotland Player of the Year. Um, yeah. How big a moment was that for you? And then subsequently having the award named after you. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I didn't know that I was a Scotland Player of the Year in 2013 uh, because nobody told me. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I, I, it's, it's a great honour to have anything named after you, but. Um, I do get uh, the Mickey taken out of me about it because it's the they've now started calling it the Graham Stewart Memorial Trophy <laughs> and uh, pretending I'm dead. So <laughs> yeah, when we were at the the Rugby League Awards down in uh, Leeds, um, they, I was I had to go up onto the stage to present it uh, to the player of the year this year that was Jay Anderson and they said it was the, the Graham Stewart Memorial Trophy and that it was as if I was still in the room. So uh, yeah, they can they can be very uh, very humorous. Especially <laughs> uh, our uh, uh, Mr Hogg. So yeah. And I mean I guess it's um a pretty unique experience but but how proud are you being able to you know give the award that's got your name to Jay? Oh fantastic. I mean like every everybody that's won that award has been deserving of it. You know, um, I would say apart from myself, but uh, <laughs> no everybody that has won that award has been deserving of being the player of the year. And it's just it's a testament to the people that are involved that that people are coming on and and wanting to play the sport and and putting as much time into it to be the players that they are and as I've said before, long may that continue and we're we're certainly the the squad is increasing in size. We're getting more interest in people wanting to to play um, for Scotland, so. It'll be a harder job winning the Player of the Year for anybody that comes from now, um, and and the the more people we have, the better. So it's 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 all down to making sure that that people have got the opportunity to play this this game, and that that we put in place. The, the the logistics and the infrastructure that means that we can. I mean, the the ideal scenario would be that we have a league in Scotland where, 
you know, we've got four or five teams uh, going and playing each other regularly and and then going down south to play in the Challenge Cup and in the leagues that are down there. But having a separate league in Scotland would be would be great. And and we've got to we've got to push that, make sure that that happens. How many how many clubs are in Scotland at the moment? At the moment we've got two. Um, Glasgow Panthers and Dundee Dragons. Um, but we are we we've kind of widened our net a bit and we've got some guys from down south that are playing um different styles of, of rugby um but are to, coming on to play rugby league. So we've got and like guys from Help for Heroes and all these kind of places where we've tried to have an interest before but never really managed to get it. But now we're now we're getting interest from Anglos down south that, that are interested because they obviously see it growing in England and think, oh well, you know, I'd I'd be interested in playing that and I've got a Scottish grandparent or or whatever. Uh, so we're getting we're getting interest so um, we're, the more the merrier as, as I keep on saying because my, my ideal scenario is that I'm not good enough to get into the squad and that we've got a squad of superstars um, hmm. you know some some way down the line um, which is what, what I would love to see I'd love to see Scotland being a major force and I think they can be I think they can be hmm. So going going forward, what are your I mean individual goals and aims with Scotland Rugby League? Uh, my individual goals is to to be selected for the World Cup, and uh, I I was going to retire from rugby league in twenty seventeen, but um, I, I I got a couple of injuries and thought nah, I'm not ready to finish yet. So mm. once the injuries healed up I've started playing again so um, I'll be look, uh, trying to get selected for the World Cup 2021 and then if I do I will go to the World Cup and then I'll retire because that'll be me 55 and I think that's enough but I'll continue because um, as I've got my coaching I've got my level 1 coaching for wheelchair rugby league and I'm also a referee, so I've got my, my referee's ticket as well. So I'll always be involved in rugby league, even if it's just taking the water on for people. Quite mm. happy to do that. Well, hopefully we'll see you at the World Cup next year then. Yeah, I hope so. And you, you mentioned earlier the sort of funnier moments um, that to do with being you know being involved with Scotland Rugby League. And what what have been some of the standout funny stories that that you've had in your time? Uh, I would, uh, I have to say my funniest story hasn't to do with rugby league. It's it's actually to do with tennis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we used to have a great group of players that used to play tennis up in Scotsdon in Glasgow, and uh, one of them was Gordon Reid, who went on to win. Uh, multiple uh, Paralympic tennis medals. But anyway, we were down, one of my, one of my good friends, Ryan McDonald, 
who's a fantastic tennis player and, and I don't think I've ever beaten him. Um, we, we were going down to the British Open and it was the first tournament that I'd ever taken part in for tennis and it was scorching. It was absolutely lovely and we were driving, I was driving down and uh, so the first day we got there, we went, played our matches, Ryan get through his match, I get through my match and we're driving back to the hotel and uh, like I said, it was scorching and Ryan was, oh, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't cool down, I can't, oh, I'm sweating, I'm sweating. <laughs> so anyway, that's happened for the whole week and then when I dropped him off, uh, he, he thought he was ill. <laughs> And then when I dropped him off, I told him that I'd put his heated seat on for the whole of the week. <laughs> and he wasn't pleased with me. <laughs> yeah, so most of my funny stories are actually to do with Ryan. Um, you know, there was another time that when, <laughs> when we went to a tennis tournament and uh, he'd went into the bathroom and somebody had, the, the guy that he was rooming with, had pulled the emergency cord in the bathroom and went out the door. And uh, all the, the hotel people <laughs> burst in, kicked the door down <laughs> while Ryan was on on the toilet as he was shouting, there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing wrong with me. So, yeah, I, Ryan can I, is, is usually in my funny stories. And I've got loads of it wrong, but they're not for, for uh, public consumption. <laughs> Not at this time of the evening, anyway. Uh, quite a lot of pranking going on then. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to prank <laughs> people. I mean, uh, Peter Lewis, who was the coach um, at France, the, the funniest thing ever was Peter Lewis's driving, because how we survived that, I do not know. Because you're sitting in the back of this, this van with wheelchairs and you're in your wheelchair and he's going around corners at ridiculous speeds. Wheelchairs flying everywhere, smacking into you. So, yeah, it's a wonder, we, it's a wonder we've survived any of these trips. <laughs> yeah, loads of fun. It's, it's got to be fun. You wouldn't go if it wasn't. Glad, glad you've managed to survive Peter's driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> And just finally, before I let you go, um, what advice would you give to someone who is thinking of getting involved in wheelchair rugby league in Scotland? Uh, Go to one of the the clubs or contact uh, Scotland Rugby League. Um, Go to one of the... We we organise common try days, which are usually in conjunction with Scotland uh, squad get-togethers. So... Come along to one of them, uh, either that, contact one of the players. I'm sure every single player that is in any of the teams will be quite happy to talk to you about it and arrange for you to, to go along and and take part. Um, and get involved, you know, if, try it. If you don't like it, you don't like it, but try it because it could be the the one passion in your life. It could be the sport that you were meant to meant to do. So try everything. Try as many things as you can and keep active because it's, 
the best thing for you. Okay. Well, that's, that's some pretty good advice there, I'd say. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you get back to, well, working from home, and I don't want to take take up yeah. too much of your, your time, but thank you so much for for coming on here today, and I hope you keep safe in the coming months. Thank you. Thanks very much. That was great speaking to you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. I thoroughly enjoyed talking with Graham, and I hope you enjoyed listening to his story. If you're interested in playing wheelchair rugby league in Scotland, please give team manager Peter Lois an email. His address is wheelchair at scotlandrl.com. As Graham said, they're a welcoming bunch and are always wanting new players to give the sport a go. To keep up to date with everything Scotland Rugby League, please keep an eye on our social media at ScotlandRL. And thank you again for listening. Stay home, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.